Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs. Or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Yo. Oh. Yo. Oh. Aubrey Edwards, Tony Schiavone. We about to party. We about to party. Unrestricted. Got the house now. We gonna turn it up. Welcome to another edition of AEW Unrestricted, the official podcast of All Elite Wrestling. Well, this is going to be one of my favorite episodes of all time. Yes. Because one of my real good friends in this business has joined us on the podcast, the one and only Rebel. Not Reba, but Rebel. Not Reba. Yes, it's definitely Rebel. How you doing? How you doing, girl? I'm doing good. Sorry, I'm still in my PJs. I did put on a little uh, camouflage, a little war paint, but I'm still in my PJs. I like that her inner PJs is like really well done, whereas my PJs is like a 10-year-old t-shirt and some like boxer (laughs) shorts I got for a dollar at like Target. (laughs) Rebel looks so nice. (laughs) Thank you so much for being here. Thank you, Aubrey. Are you buttering me up? I am. One of my favorite things, just as a small personal story, I write up the card uh, backstage before the show on the giant whiteboard. And every time Britt has a segment, I'll go with Reba, cross it off, and then write Rebel next to it just to pop myself. That's it. It pops me too. <laughs> and I'm, I greatly appreciate you correcting and making sure that it is definitely Rebel. It ends up taking more space, and sometimes it ends up screwing me over more than not, because I'll have to like rewrite it <laughs> to make sure I fit enough room to do the Reba cross-off. But, uh, but it's worth it for, for the laugh. Those are long days. So <laughs> I love that it, uh, it pops you as well. Anyway, we're here with uh, Rebel, who, as we all know, is paired with Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, quite a bit. Uh, your right-hand woman, crutch and all, occasional tag team partner, so yeah speaking of tag team partner how's your knee doing this knee right here it's doing really well and i have been very blessed by the lord up above because it could have been so much worse and i could have had some serious damage there's no surgery just damaged cartilage so i just gotta do a little you know pt to build the strength back up and i'm gonna be good to go damn and i gotta wear a brace to prevent it from happening again. So you started with AEW uh, Rebel as a, a hair and makeup artist. How did that all come about when you first started with AEW? Well, Shivani. <laughs> <laughs> I had previously wrestled for Impact Wrestling, and I just thought, you know, maybe, I, I, and before Impact Wrestling, I had done makeup and hair. I had my license, my cosmetology license. I did makeup and hair in Los Angeles, California. And, um, and then... It's kind of how I got into Impact Wrestling because I was trying to do makeup for them. And then this is going to be a long story, <laughs> but it's funny. It's funny how it, how both times it has happened this way where, um, you know, I've been in the entertainment business almost all my life 
And I really thought at one point it's time to get behind the camera, you know, and, and pursue my other passions other than performing. And I had reached out to Christy Hemi and said, you know, I would like to do the makeup and hair for your show. And she said, oh my gosh, I have this perfect role for you. And I was like, no, 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 I'm done with being on camera. And she said, well, I don't think you can get in the makeup department without this. And, and then they liked me and they said, hey, if you want to stick around, go learn how to wrestle. And I had played full contact tackle football and, and I was in wrestling homecoming court and like always wrestled around with the guys, like Roman Greco Olympic style wrestling. So day one at OVW uh, in Louisville, Kentucky, day one of, of wrestling training, I fell in love with wrestling. So, and it's just, it's, I've never looked back and I, I, uh, at one point, I did do makeup and wrestle for impact at the same time, and that was very stressful. So by the time I got out, I was done with impact, and I was reaching out to AEW, and I was thinking I wanted to get behind the camera again, try it again, and I I started doing makeup and hair and loved it. And holding, what is what's the word? Sure enough, sure enough, sure enough. Lo and behold. I don't know. I don't even know what that means. <laughs> I love it when it's like just a phrase, you know, and you're like, oh, yeah. I'm supposed to say this here. I don't actually okay. know. Yeah. Like, <laughs> insert whatever the... <laughs> they wanted someone to interact with Brit who kind of knew her and, you know, spent some time with her. We were friends outside of AEW, hence the rules of being a role model. And they loved our diet. Tony Khan uh, loved our dynamic on screen. So uh, they're like, we want to have do more with you guys. And so there it was. I'll, I just transitioned back again in front of the camera. Right. So, and I'm not mad at it. <laughs> no, it, it, it's been good. And, and really, I think if I go back and you look at that first video that you and Britt did together. Yes. When you were in her office. Yeah, rules of being a role model. Yeah. There were so many great moments that you made. But my favorite moment was when she asked you to move that chair out of the way. Yeah. And you just kind of slapped the chair and jerked it out of the way like you were pissed off. That was my yeah. favorite moment of that whole video. I mean, that's just. <laughs> How bizarre. Isn't it? It's just that's that, a bizarre that, moment. Isn't it? That <laughs> subtle moment to me popped me the whole thing. And there were so many great moments that, that you did. Just about the you know, hand. About, right. You know where I got that from? Where, right. Where's that? So <laughs> I'm from Oklahoma and there is an old. Um, an old Mexican restaurant called Casa Bonita. Okay. I don't know if you've heard of it, but... The South Park one. <laughs> yes, yeah, so even South Park does a thing about Casa Bonita. So <laughs> yes. there's like an arcade, and they have great cheesy enchiladas, there's candy store, and then there's a puppet show. And there's a puppet show, and this guy's doing a little puppet, and uh, he'll do his little spiel, and then all of a sudden, they'll, they'll, all of a sudden with his hand, they'll go, and the kids are supposed to uh, yell out, the hand! And he goes, pop! And he grabs it, and he, he, he jerks off the... Oh, <laughs> he like... Not like that. You know not I mean? like that. <laughs> yeah, he pulls him up. He pulls away. It's a children's uh, show. It's a children's show. It's not that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It always... Shivani knows, every time I speak it, like, I say the wrong things. because they the always, right thing. They're always, say, yes. They're always sexual, and I, I don't mean to. <laughs> it just comes out. Oh, God. But we have a lot of fun with it. It's one of I'm your the charms. same thing. Like I say the sexual thing, but I mean it the whole time. So, mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, <laughs> wow. Oh so my anyway, God. Well, then. so that's where you got the hand to reach out and pull the chair. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. I, Just I get the hand. It. The hand. 
I think my favorite part of that first video was when they're the, you guys are doing the the giant cue card thing, like rule number one, blah, blah, blah. And then Brick goes, all right, come here, Reba. And you kind of just like look at the camera, turn around, and it actually says Rebel on your, uh, I think it was like your um, your leggings or whatever. And just the comedic timing of that moment was just <laughs> like, oh, oh my God. And I think like, I, I don't know if that was when like the Reba Rebel thing was born. But since then, I'm just like, this is fantastic. Like the fact that Britt keeps getting your name wrong is almost like endearing at this point. <laughs> I don't find it endearing. <laughs> Do you ever get mad at her for getting your name wrong? She's the only one that I'm okay with. Anybody who thinks that they can call me Reba, I always correct them and say, it's definitely Rebel. They'll be like, hey, what's up, Reba? I'm like, it's definitely Rebel. It's definitely Rebel. You know, get it right. Now. She, you know, she's the reason why uh, I'm having so much fun right now. And she can, she can call me Reba, but I'll be sure to correct every time. <laughs> I would never call you that. Believe you me, because we're buddies. Uh, we right. are behind the scenes drinking and sushi buddies. Yeah, we've built a tradition. We've, we've yeah. slacked off a couple of times uh, because we've been busy, but our, we've built a tradition. Now we, we the, every city we try either you know sushi and and um, a little cocktail, and it's a good tradition. It really is. You had a tribute recently on Instagram to Mr. Wonderful Paul Orndorff. Yes. His death was, was terrible for all of us, but talk about him for us. I have one experience with him, and it is one of the most memorable experiences, and I will never forget it, and I'll never forget him. He, uh, We had an appearance together. We did a signing, and uh, he was so helpful and so knowledgeable and just raw with his um, – his insight and his advice and I have a really bad memory, but um, the gist of it is we were in the car and he was just telling me what it, what it really meant to be a heel. And then back in the day, you weren't politically correct. You did whatever you had to do to the point where it was a compliment. If you had people throwing shit at you, Hey, face of an angel, mouth of a truck. <laughs> right. Throwing stuff out of him, waiting for him after the show. He needed security. You know what I mean? Like he just, he just really laid it out there, you know, how important it was to be fully committed to your character. Wonderful. Speaking yeah. of fully committed to your character, one of the things I absolutely love about the waiting room segments is your laugh and just how over the top it is. Like, how did the laugh start? I think it was mentioned to me that I was, when she does her jokes, that I should laugh at all her jokes. And in the moment, I just was like, <laughs> You know, like, <laughs> and I don't know why it just, that's, that's what felt organic. That's what felt authentic and genuine. And, well, well, you don't know how genuine, but authentic and organic. <laughs> 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 so it just became, I, I couldn't believe, I hate doing it. I think it's really ugly. <laughs> but that's, that's part of its charm. <laughs> I didn't realize that people were going to love that. And uh, so now it's like, like, do the laugh. But I've been told to tone it down a little bit, save it for the waiting room. But uh, for other things, maybe tone it down a little bit with the laugh. So I'm glad everybody likes the laugh. <laughs> There's another part uh, that and I mentioned to you that uh, during the uh, much talked about and rightfully so, very, very well done lights out match between Brit and Thunder Rosa, 
when you got the bag of thumbtacks, your reaction to that was kind of like an evil scientist pulling out the, you looked in the, in the camera and, <laughs> and it was wonderful. It was a wonderful moment. And it was one of those things that I know was on the spur of the moment, but yeah, I, I mean, I don't know if anyone gets like this rush of adrenaline when like something crazy is about to happen and you're just like, right. yeah, yeah. <laughs> or like, have you seen that, um, that gif of, uh, when the kid has the cotton candy and he eats it and then he's like, ah, it's like that. It's like, yeah, <laughs> you know, it's exciting. Right. Right. You can't wait for it or it feels so good. Or, ah. Oh my. So. <laughs> I feel like this Somebody? podcast, we're going to have to, we're going to have to go back and like record all of the different laughs that happen and create like a little rebel soundboard <laughs> of just like everything that's happening. Cause there's been like a wide range already and we're still in the first segment. It's awesome. Yeah. Sorry. Somebody <laughs> wanted to say hi. This is oh, Porch Kitty. Yes, you Porch Kitty. She's a good girl. Oh, it's an adorable cat. I love when uh when the pets make their cameo appearances on this podcast. Yeah. But uh coming up on the podcast, we'll talk a little bit more about Rebel's wrestling background, her wrestling on AEW, and uh all of the other amazing things she's done, cheerleading, football, coming up. This is AEW Unrestricted. Aubrey and Tony here with Tony's close personal friend, Rebel. I'm lying. Rebel's my my friend as well. Uh although I do get a little Oh, a little upset with Brit sometimes, but I'm, mm. I'm sure we'll get into that. Uh, That's sorry, because guys. you're a conspirator, Aubrey. I'm not a conspirator. Like, she got hurt recently, and I wasn't Bonus. even there. <laughs> yes, but you're, you're, we, who knows what you're doing in the back to, like, set this up for us to get hurt, yep. you know, make all our plans fall out of place. You know, maybe we should have you start wrapping our matches so we can keep an eye on you. Uh, I don't know. Britt's, Britt has said multiple times that, like, maybe I get too close to her and me hitting the mat is the reason she get she got concussed that one time. Like, I I think it's all in her head. Pardon the term. <laughs> um, well, there's a lot of conspiracies out there for sure. Whatever. Moving on. Uh, let's start. <laughs> you You mentioned you were cheerleading. You've actually been a cheerleader for the Dallas Cowboys. So how, how did you get into cheerleading? I started at a very young age. I mean, I just used to would dance in my living room and do cheers in my living room. I have an older brother. He's five and a half years older than me. So he, when he played sports, I would sit and watch the cheerleaders. When I was five years old, I became like a little bit like their, their, uh, their mascot. So I got my own cheerleading uniform so I could do the cheers with them in the stands. That was when I was five and, um, and, and did that. I, could be an official cheerleader in the third grade. So that's when I started and I just never looked back. I did, you know, all the way up to high school. And then I went to college and did it for the University of Tulsa. And then I went to um, the Dallas Cowboys. And so that was 15 years of of cheering. That um, was awesome. (laughs) Talk about, because the Dallas Cowboy cheerleaders are a big deal. I mean, they are probably known as the America's as the top cheerleading squad in the NFL, maybe in, yes. the, in the world, right? I'd say that. So getting a job with that it is a big deal. How did that all happen? I was actually, this is a kind of a cool story. They are, they were the first professional cheerleaders. They sure. are also America's sweethearts. And uh, I was still in high school 
And I knew that, and you have to be 18 to audition, but at the time I was still in high school, senior in high school, and I was the youngest to ever make the team. And your high school team. No, Dallas Cowboys. I was still in oh, high school. Dallas I made Cowboys. Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders. Still in high school. Damn. Well, a senior in high school. And so I lived in Oklahoma, uh, Owasso, Oklahoma, which was like four, four and a half hours away from Dallas, which where training was. I don't know what possessed me at 18 this year. I said, I'm going to be a Dallas Cowboys cheerleader. This is what I want to do. My mom has always been supportive, but she's never pushed me. So she's like, oh, okay, honey. Okay. Somehow I found an application online or something to, to do it. I filled it out myself. My mom, <laughs> you know, she wasn't going to push that. Cause she was like, my child is, she's a, she's something else, I guess. I don't know what she was like. <laughs> and I said, mom, I, I applied it. Uh, I'm going to go audition. So I made it as a senior in high school and uh, my, my whole family started chipping in. My mom, my, my grandpa, my, we call she's my aunt, but which she's really a friend. You know how you have the friends of the family that you call aunts and uncles. 100%. Yeah. So I would leave high school early. My last period, I would leave early. I'd have someone would drive me, someone from my family, people I just mentioned, would drive me four and a half hours to practice. I would practice from four, four to five hours a night. So from like seven to midnight, however, it would, however long it would take. And then after practice, they would wait for me for, for the four or, four, four or five hours at practice in Dallas. I'd get out of practice. They'd drive me another four and a half hours back home. So I would make, uh, make my first period in high school um, at seven, seven, eight in the morning. So that was very brutal. That was a, a few months of going to high school, leaving, four hours of driving, four hours of practice, four hours driving back home, go back to high school. That was crazy. And at the end of the day for that one, when I made that, they decided to, to cut me one. And I'm very thankful that, that they did because I would have missed my graduation for high school. Cause you're not allowed to miss anything when you're, when you're not coming to So I would have missed um, my, my high school graduation. And um, so the next year, so then the next year I went and cheered for university of Tulsa and I went and decided I went and tried out again. And that was on the team for uh, three years. And I made the cover. I was their cover girl, their swimsuit calendar, which mm-hmm. was a big honor. Yes. Right. I, I was blown away when they chose me for that because I know a lot of girls shot for it. And it's a it's a privilege to, to get to be chosen for that. Sure. But uh, yeah, so those are a few stories of how how it all went down. Makes sense that Rebel gets into wrestling. because She's already doing the like indie wrestling drives just in a completely different industry. So that worked out. <laughs> you were already ready for this business before you even knew it. I am actually very curious, like what the training for being a cheerleader is like, like a, a full-time cheerleader, because as someone who has a dance background, like I kind of, I kind of feel like I have an idea, but I don't fully know what it is that you have to do in order to prepare your body for something as demanding as being a cheerleader. There will be some things you'll, you can prepare for and some things you just, you, you won't be able to, you'll have, you know, Professional cheerleading is uh, way different than high school and, and college cheerleading. It's kind of similar to like to, to wrestling, like, you know, uh, high school wrestling is way different than professional wrestling. Yes. Right. So the years of training in cheerleading and training in dance definitely helps with the professional cheerleading. How to prepare for it. I mean, just, I mean, it's years and years of training. Usually, I mean, there's girls who that have made it and didn't have training. They were just naturally you know had a dance ability and that's when they they usually stick those girls in the back 
<laughs> but you know, there's you know, there's hope for everyone, and it's, it's like hours of you know, I didn't do anything to prepare other than, oh, gosh, I'm trying to. They, in the auditions, that you have to do a written test. You have to know political events. You have to know uh, the, all the words of the Star Signal Banner, which you think is easy, but when you write them down, it's different. Because it's easy to sing it, I think. But you get to know football knowledge, which thank goodness I already knew because I wasn't allowed in the third grade. I wasn't allowed to cheer for football unless I knew I knew the game. So for me, that was easy. I was already a football fan. You had to know the, NF- the NFC and the AFC, all that. There's just so much stuff you have to know for the written, the written test. And then there's a kick line. You've got to have those high kicks. So a lot of stretching and flexibility. You know, there's the jump split. And then there's also your, your dance ability. And thank goodness I had training in that. Yeah. I don't know if that helps. Does that help? Yeah, it, it does. Because you have to be more than just a, a lady on the field. You have to know what you're doing. Plus, in many ways, you are part of the PR department of the Cowboys, right? Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and we have to go through social media. Not, you have to go through media training and do all that stuff. Right. We absolutely do. Yeah, you got to have the personality because you represent the team. So, I mean, I get it. It's more than just being on the field and helping cheer and doing that. I mean, the Dallas Cowboy cheerleaders are an in, uh, integral part, I should say, of, of the Cowboys and what they stand for and all that. And uh, I, I just love your background. <laughs> I do. I mean, you got your own neon sign. Yeah. But that's, you know what the, I got this for? What? Rebels Happy Hour. Yeah. yeah. Rebels Happy Hour. By yeah. the way, which is available on ad-free shows. That's yeah. right, Tony. Yeah. You know a little thing about that. Yeah. And, and I've got mine. I've got one in the background here, too. But it's so bright that it doesn't come across on camera. So I've got to. I'll tell you what the key is. So I have a huge window behind. Uh, well, it's it's in front of the rebel sign. So if the neon's on and it's bright outside, yeah. it's right. it works. That's the okay. trick. That's the trick. It's like those selfie lights, Tony. That's it's all lighting. That's how it's you get all it to lighting. Work. All lighting. Okay, you played in the lingerie football league. Yes. 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 On the New York team. How did you get involved in that? Uh, I, I lived in L.A. for 13 years, and you just get auditions all the time. And I think uh, they had casted. I got the casting late, and they were trying to cast with cheerleaders. And they knew that I, I think they had saw my resume, Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders. So, like, of course we want her. But when I started interviewing, and I'm, I'm a bit of a tomboy, and, um, I, you know, I like to see. I'm about to say I like to get nerdy. And <laughs> here it goes. Goes off. Your mind goes off somewhere else. Um, I get. I have to get rough and dirty. (laughs) (laughs) For the for those who know you, and I know the listeners here don't know you as well as I do, you're just a very entertaining person. Oh, one hundred percent. So you being a Dallas Cowboy cheerleader, you being in the lingerie football league, you wrestling, you being Reba, just kind of fits into your character because you're just so entertaining. So I get it. You don't. Thanks, Ronnie. I don't even remember what I was talking about. Oh, yeah. So anyway, <laughs> the audition for the cheerleader, they're like, oh, my gosh, you, you need to, do you want to play football? And I said, hell yeah, I want to play football. Full contact tackle football. I need to release some aggression. I had, at that time, that horrible road rage. And um, <laughs> I needed to release some aggression. I was, I was ready. And it was, at the time when it start, first started, it was a bunch of models. And yes, I, I, did some modeling out there in Los Angeles, but 
I just was a girl who, what did I, what, what did I used to say? A tomboy who likes to dress up. Right. So they put me on the team on New York because they like this girl. I think she'd be a good football player. She didn't need to be a cheerleader. She could, she's going to throw it out. And sure enough, I did. That word, sure enough. I was on the team and I was voted most likely to rip someone's head off during a game. Also, most likely it. to need anger management after a game. I believe it. And um, I told the girls, like I said, on my team, because I, w- I didn't want to lose. I said, hey, if you're scared of getting your face messed up, then you need to get the hell out because I'm here to win and I'm about to, I'm about to mess people up. And it was the thing that I did uh, that got on ESPN's cold pizza at the time was this girl was bear hugging me. She was cheating. So she was bear hugging me. And I, I warned her three times, quit bear hugging me, quit bear hugging me. And then she did it again. And I said, this bitch, I'm going to have to teach her a lesson. I thought I just grabbed her neck. But in wrestling, it's a headlock. I put, <laughs> put her in a headlock takedown, took her. I, I said steering her like a like a bull, like a you know those uh, the baby the baby cast that you do at a rodeos you grab right, them and then you right. steer them, you steer them down. So that at the time I didn't know what a headlock takedown was, but <laughs> that's what I did and uh, started punching her in the ribs and I was like <laughs> I was so pissed she wanted to quit cheating and so that's what made made uh, ESPN's cold pizza and got and made a, a lingerie bowl got got them a lot of press because of that. And uh, I'm happy I could have done that for you. You're welcome. <laughs> Just got the knack, right, Aubrey? She has oh, the yeah. knack. Yeah. She's got it. She's got it. Even before she uh, knows about wrestling, she's already doing wrestling moves. You had mentioned a little earlier on that, you know, you applied as a makeup position Impact, and then they put you on camera. What was your favorite part about being part of the knockouts division at Impact? My favorite part? That's a good question. I, I haven't really thought about my favorite part. Probably just a favorite moment i'll say that my favorite moment was being a part of the first ever women's lethal lockdown Ooh. was a pretty cool moment getting to work with gail kim really cool right just learning that world i just want to pinch myself sometimes when like how did i get here you know i, I get it all of a sudden you're a dallas cowboy cheerleader you're living in la you're in the lingerie football league and you move on to Ohio Valley, and now you're an impact in the no- knockout league. So I get it. I'm the same way. You all of a sudden you look back on your career and you think, "How did I get here?" Right? Yeah. I feel like I needed a drink. Shabani, <laughs> <laughs> you know I'm way better if I have just a little little something in my in my. Oh, sauce. I know. A little something <laughs> brings out the personality of Rebel, not Reba. And when we come back. The fans have their chance to ask you questions. You ready for that? No. (laughs) Let's do it. This is AEW Unrestricted. Tony and Aubrey here with the amazing Rebel, not Reba. And we're here with the fan question section of the show. Lots of of fan questions. Uh, Really exciting to see how many people want to know more about the person behind the crutch. That is clutch. Yes, my crutch is clutch. Yes. Thanks, Aubrey. I, it was funny when you, when you, as funny as it can be to dislocate a kneecap when you came backstage, you're like, oh, well, now you actually need the crutch again. So that's helpful. It was karma, right? It was. This is what you get. You're advertising it on a t-shirt. Karma's going to get your ass. Anyway, first <laughs> question from Maria Ling. Uh, you have great comedic timing and I love your laugh. 
What do you do to get ready before going out to the ring or a waiting room segment? What I do uh, before going out is I pump up the, the good doctor. I also calm her down. I calm her down, pump her up. And um, what she's got to do out there is way more stressful than what I have to do. So I just try to support her. Get, you know, we do a little dance. We, you know, we get ourselves, you know, pumped up, but also calm because our nerves are, you know, going like haywire. But also we want to, we want to be, you know, on that, on that adrenaline level. So uh, that's what I'm doing before is, is calming her and pumping her up. Yeah, for those of us who know Dr. Britt Baker very well, which obviously I do, and know Rebel very well, and I say this out of all respect to the doc, she needs a lot of calming down at times. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, a, and a lot of support. She does. Yeah. She's a, she's a needy person. And, uh, oh, yeah. You're a great calming influence oh, on her, so I get sorry, that. Sorry, did I say that out loud? <laughs> yeah, you did say that out loud. Okay. <laughs> and that's just part of her makeup. It's part of her charm. I say that. With all due respect, I'd, I'd said the same thing about Rebel. It's part of your charm, the way you are, the way you talk, the way you blurt things out, the way you make me laugh. Jim Barcelone wants to know, do you get free dental checkups from the champ, DMD? What do you think? Hell no. She'd be charging everybody. <laughs> I don't get no free, free dental work. Do you get a discount at least? No, I'm pretty sure I paid the price. I did get some free toothpaste, you know, those little sample ones that they give out. Yeah. Yeah. There's no, there's no deals at the doctor's office. I got the samples. Yeah. I got, I got whitening samples from her too. I didn't even get any whitening samples. I asked her for some uh, deep whitening stuff and she says, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah." And then forgets. Yeah. (laughs) This next question is, uh, is real dumb, but I'm going to read it anyway. From Redacted on Twitter, uh, who do you think is behind the conspiracy to always injure Dr. Britt Baker, DMD? We all know this question. It is Aubrey Edwards. She is the conspirator, and we're holding to that. We know. We all know. <sighs> yeah, Aubrey. We all know. What the hell, man? You're turning on me, too? <laughs> Listen, no, no. his bestie, one of his besties is right here. He's got a side with me. You got to, Tony. I'm, re- I'm really, listen, I'm really conflicted in this. <laughs> nope, you're not. No, now, now hang on, Rebel. I'm really conflicted because Britt's my friend. I'm the one that does the interviews with her. But there's no one I like better in AEW than Aubrey Edwards. So uh, I'm kind of conflicted here. I didn't even uh, pay him to say that. I didn't even pay okay. him to say that. Okay. <laughs> oh, that's another that's another conspiracy. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, Brock wants to know, what is one thing, one thing that surprised you about working at AEW? How awesome it is. Just how awesome it is. You expect a lot of. There's always those reputations of other other companies right. being so uh, people just being so you know bad to you bad to you. Terrible. And I, the surprising is is how awesome it is and how just easy it is to come to work. How you want to come to work. How uh, you can't wait to get to work. You miss the people when you're gone when you're not working with them. Right. That's a dream job. It's a dream job for sure. Absolutely. And you know what else is surprising is how accessible Tony Khan is. Like yes. He's mm-hmm. there. He's there for all his talent he, if you need him. And he values his talent. So and that means the world. Because when a talent feels valued, they want to work hard for you. And they want to go right. above and beyond for you. And that's right. I'm so thankful for Tony Khan. Absolutely. Very well said. Yeah, very well said. We have a question from Rilo Killy. 
Uh, if you could smash any wrestler in history with your crutch, who would it be? You know, I'm an impulsive type of person. So I don't think I, in my mind, I think naturally I'm pure, pure and good hearted. So I don't go around thinking, ooh, who do I want to smash? I think if you piss me off, I'm going to fucking smash you. I'm going <laughs> to, I'm, I'm going to use my crutch because it's clutch. My crutch is clutch. And if you deserve a big, a big smash, you're going to get it. That's all. You ready for this one? No. You ready for this question? Oh, no, I don't think so. This is from at Stu Myrick. Oh, Stu! <laughs> ask, ask Rebel about setting in on commentary for the first time at the Rhodes Wrestling Academy Second Student Showcase. By the way, it was with me, and she was wonderful, says Stu. Yes. So, um, this is another conspiracy. Well, okay, I'm going to get to that commentary, but first I have to address how ref. Aubrey Edwards tried to steal hey. my my job. She conspir hey she conspired again uh, against me. Okay, so let hold on, Aubrey. Let me tell the story. So first, uh, Dustin Rhodes Wrestling Academy show student showcase. I ref the show. He needed a ref. I was there for Dustin because I'm a good friend and I'm a good person. Yes. And who goes behind my back and tells Dustin that he should have her ref? instead of me and try to take my job as as a ref even though i you know it's just a favor it doesn't mean that i i think i'm good or anything but hey I, I you know i'm there i'm a jill of all trades and uh referee aubrey edwards tries to take my job conspire against me and mm. dustin said oh hey aubrey's gonna be the ref now i was like what what the hell and who backs out last minute aubrey edwards and okay, hold asked, up, hold asked up. me to, and then Dustin asked me to rep again, and then I hurt my oh. knee, and so, hence the commentary, which we'll get to, but you, I'll let you answer, Aubrey. So, here's the thing. Dustin asked me first to nope. rep his first student showcase, and I was unavailable, okay. and mm -hmm. you kindly offered your services. I'm going to put you over, <gasps> despite the fact you just talked a bunch of shit. Mm. I had mentioned to him, hey, I'm available for the second student showcase, Turns out the timing of everything and how it ended up working. My game was literally shipping like four days after the sh the showcase. So I told Dustin, well, I'm not right going now. to be. Oh. <laughs> oh, she left. She left in the middle of my. Oh. I don't want to say fuck this bitch, but, you know, whatever. Okay. She did fine. She was great. No, very you. What? <laughs> Just because you walked out of the frame doesn't mean you can hear okay. me. <laughs> Back to the question, <laughs> how about sitting on commentary with Stu? Okay. So, you guys, this is my first time ever doing commentary. It's hard. I absolutely love it. It is hard. It is hard. But I didn't know that I now love it. I love it. It was so much fun. And uh, for the main event match, I had a little, <laughs> a little wife. So... I also realized that I'm not that good at commentary, but even though I have so much fun doing it, but I'm pretty awesome when I've had a, a glass of wine. Main event match. See if you can tell that I was a little toasty um, <laughs> during that. But Stu was great. Stu was great. He does he usually does the commentary for um, football, which is really cool. And right. Shimani, you know I'm gonna I'm gonna throw you out there because you are my friend. I immediately, when Dustin last minute tells me I'm going to do commentary, I call you. I call right. the best of the best. 
And I said, you gotta, you gotta give me a crash course, like right now over the phone. I'm, I'm going in an hour. I'm comment, I'm commentating in an hour. And you said, be yourself, uh, pronunciate project your voice project your voice right. yes and you did i listened to it you projected your voice you you can't announce like you have a conversation i mean you can you got to be conversational but you've got to speak up in other words speak yeah. up yeah right so i did, did okay i did okay yeah you did great wine helped <laughs> okay well so i need to send you the main event match and i hadn't sent it to you yet because okay because it was so long and I know you don't have time to like listen to a 20 minute match of me talking, <laughs> but I'd like to see what you thought about, because the, the one I sent you was the first match and I wasn't tipsy. I only okay. was tipsy for the last match. Okay. So right. I'd like to see what you think of me sober and me, <laughs> me tipsy. Okay. Dustin loved it. And he said, <laughs> he said, he said, you should, you should commentate more often tipsy. There you go. We've, we have found the link. Question from Cleo's dad, Matt. What's the best part about being ringside for Dr. Britt Baker DMD's matches? The best part is just like, just having so much fun with her. I think it, I, I'm this way. Like I, I love, like, I think I would much rather tag with someone or be out there with my friends because you can react with your friends. You can talk with them. It's just so much more fun instead of being out there by yourself. It's just more fun. And you know, getting to interact with the fans now, it's just, I think when I started with Brit, there were no fans, right? right? So I didn't, I didn't know what it was like being out there with Brit with fans. So now, um, it is like extra fun because I get to interact with Brit, but also there's times where I can turn around and interact with the crowd because I'm not wrestling, you know? When you're out there by sure. yourself, it's like you don't really get you know you don't interact a lot with the with the fans. So I, that's really cool, and uh, I'm gonna have to come up with some stuff to like I don't know interact more with them. Okay, uh, we got one final question from, and we've had a lot, so we apologize for not getting them all in. But uh, this is from Kermit Dominic. What's your favorite music to listen to while driving or flying into an AEW event? That's a good question because i love music and i love yes, all do. oh so let's tell him uh, shivani what we do <laughs> yeah he's blushing he's blushing so a lot of times uh sandra in the back not a lot of times but a couple of times sandra in the back yes we'll put on music and rebel will dance to it and dance with me. Yeah, so Tony will just be going down the hallway uh, and, and then I'll just happen to be dancing and then he, he's walking down and I'll just grab him, make him twirl me, dip me, dip it in doodad. He's just standing there blushing and I'm just dancing around him. <laughs> there, there are videos of that. There are videos of that. Yep. That have not leaked yet, but <laughs> and, and there's also a video of you singing to Dustin <gasps> While you guys are stuck in traffic, yes, which is absolutely priceless. You just absolutely ad-libbed a song about Dustin yeah. not listening to you, taking the wrong way and getting stuck in traffic. It's just yeah. wonderful. Our three-hour drive became a five-hour drive, and I was sitting there in the front seat, and I was like, what the fuck? I'm, <laughs> I'm stuck. I'm stuck in a truck. What the fuck? 
Dustin. <laughs> oh, Jill of all trades, cheerleader, dancer, wrestler, improvisational makeup singer, makeup artist. Yep. <laughs> she does it all. Anyway, thank you for joining us today, Rebel. Sorry you spilled your coffee, but uh, <laughs> also able to do a podcast while also cleaning up a coffee spill. Very multi talented all at the same time. <laughs> I have OCD. That's a fun fact about me. Fun fact. <laughs> Random. <laughs> Follow Rebel on Instagram and Twitter at Rebel Tania. 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 I'm sorry. You should know you're her friend. T A N E A. Tania. And don't forget, we got Rampage coming up on uh, Friday, August 13th, the debut at 10 o'clock Eastern on TNT. Can't wait for that. In Pittsburgh, or as Rebel would Woo. probably say, Britsburg. Britsburg. Mm-hmm. Let's go. Yeah. Uh, don't forget to watch Elevation Monday nights. And AEW Dark on Tuesday, both on YouTube. And of course, AEW Dynamite, Wednesdays, 8 o'clock, 7 Central on TNT. Listening to Unrestricted as well, our podcast available uh, free wherever you get your podcasts. Don't forget, leave us a rating and a review while you are there. And you can also check out the video of this podcast on YouTube. Be sure to check it out and you'll see Rebel with her great neon sign. Oh, yes. Her Marilyn Monroe poster and looking as only she can look. That search AEW Unrestricted for that. So I'm Tony Schiavone. I'm Aubrey Edwards. And I'm Rebel, not Reba. Not Reba. <laughs> Thanks for listening to AEW Unrestricted. Bye-bye. Bye. Come on, throw your hands up. Let me see you. Unrestricted. Got the house now. We gonna turn it up, up. Bring the house down. Got the big space pumping. Make them bounce now. Blousing like they bossing and the freaks are coming out.